Hey there everyone, Tyler Pyron from WeNeedAVacation.com and this is the latest episode of our Vacation Rental Podcast. We've kind of kicked this thing off. We've been talking about marketing the last episode as well as management and the episode there. And now we're talking about the industry. Yes, the vacation rental industry as a whole. What do we like about it? What do we hate about it right now? And really what has changed over the course of time? And to kind of help us move this conversation along a little bit, we have our expert with us today. That's right, we, you are an expert, Roselle. There's no question. We have Roselle Levy, who's actually a homeowner on our site, we weneedavacation.com. And Roselle, how long have you been renting out? You've been renting your home for 20 it's years? It's over 20 years, yes. I won't say anything more than that because then we get up into age. But it's, it's over 20 years that we've been renting our house out seasonally. So doing this for 20 years means we're going back to kind of the start of the internet really and how prehistoric days. Exactly. I mean before that it was we're going to post an ad up in the want ad and the Boston Globe and the Herald and see see what person replies and sends you a check. Exactly. I I want to talk about how this industry as a whole how has it evolved? How has it evolved mm-hmm. for you? How has it changed for better and for worse over the right. course of time, really? So start with that. When you started renting your home 20 years ago, talk mm-hmm. about that experience a little bit. When we started that many years ago, it was putting an ad in the Boston Sunday Globe. And then the telephone would ring off the hook. It was Sundays, we're just busy answering the phone, taking down information, and uh, sending out brochures to people. We had brochures we had made up with color photos pasted in them. Maybe we were behind the times, maybe people were doing other things, but we were sending out brochures with stamped self-addressed envelopes so that we would get them back and have them available to send out to the next set of people. So we had about 12 to 15 brochures that described our house, had photos of it, and in report like book report covers and we would send them out to people they'd look at the photos and then they'd call us and we'd say okay send a check we i don't even know that we had a contract at that point it was all very sort of old-fashioned new england you want to rent a beach house okay we've got a beach house um and it was also the time when you would say to people the key will be under the shingle count six shingles over from the kitchen window, six shingles up, and there's your key. Um, It was a much simpler time. Sundays were very hectic, and I do not miss having an ad in the Boston (laughs) Globe, but it was the way things were done. It was old-style summer rental. Now think about that, though, now, as far as what I look at. Postage. What would it cost you just in the price of postage to be sending out all those things in today's age, right? We had right? rolls of stamps. We set up, you know, like a, an area of the kitchen table, and we had rolls of stamps, envelopes. We had letters that we printed out and sent out to people. Um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of manual I wouldn't call it labor, but it was a lot of um, keeping on top of many different pieces floating around at the same time. And communication was all by telephone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Email was probably at the very beginning stages at that point. I don't think most people were really on email. Those of us who had careers were using it at work, but it wasn't what people would get on late at night, browse houses and send out emails the way that's done now. Um, Fast forward to today, we have sort of a proclaimed revolutionized industry Um, According to a lot of come-lately corporate endeavors, 
the vacation rental market has changed dramatically. It's become an industry, as I just said. It has a lot of big players who have inserted themselves into what used to be a relatively simple process of advertising, taking phone calls, sending out photos, receiving payment, and it was done. Um, some of the things that have happened are quite good. There's more structure, and of course, there's more interest in vacation rentals at this time than there ever has been before, which is great for owners, and it's also wonderful for travelers. I myself, when I travel, try and stay in vacation rentals. It's well, a- well, it does give you that option, too, mm-hmm. right? You don't feel like you're pigeonheld to just having to stay in a one-room hotel room right Right. you can go and stay and sometimes Mm -hmm. just enjoy cooking at home you don't have to eat out every single night well that's the thing about it especially when you have a family you want to be able to do some meals at home and i remember traveling with young children and trying to you know wrestle up a breakfast in the morning get everybody (laughs) out Um, and then of course with a hotel you're basically out for the day you don't have any place to return to At the beginning of this rental industry, I did a lot of explaining as to why people should rent houses when I spoke to people who were new. Mm -hmm. And I would use the example of my own situation. I'm a late night owl and my husband goes to sleep early. And when you've got a hotel room, the person who's a late night owl either ends up in the lobby or you're in the bathroom reading a book with the light on and the door closed. It's not particularly pleasant. (laughs) And obviously, if you have a whole house, everybody can be comfortable. You can wander down in your pajamas and get that cookie, which you can't do in a hotel. That always got people. No, you can't wander around a hotel in your pajamas looking for cookies at night or read the book, or simply fall asleep on the couch in front of the TV. I mean, you can do whatever you do at home, which is very nice. It's kind of your little piece that you can kind of escape to, for right. sure. So go, go back to the word industry. I, I kind of set this mm-hmm. up by saying we want to talk about the vacation rental industry and how it's changed and evolved. And it really has become, at this point, an industry, it like you said. So with that in mind, you mentioned for the better, for the worse, I mean, you talked about renting on the classified ads and Mm -hmm. the postage and fast forward to here we are today with some of the corporations. How has it affected the way you really do business right now with some of the the big corporate businesses that are out there Mm -hmm. kind of putting their hand in the pot, I should say, a, a little bit? Well, that's exactly what's happening. I was listed on several of the big national sites that have just gotten bigger over the past two or three years. Um, When Airbnb came on the scene, I wasn't quite sure what it was or how it would work. Of course, they started out with the whole sharing thing, and it was never really sharing because you don't pay to share. People share freely and willingly. They don't exchange money, but that's okay. Um, When these companies started in the past couple of years, mostly in the past two years for the HomeAway website, started putting in more structure, it became controlling, almost as though owners and guests, although guests may not be as aware of this, it started putting people in boxes. Uh, There was a lot of structure that seemed to fit the needs of the company, of HomeAway, the need to bring in revenue, which I understand businesses exist to provide a service and also to bring in revenue, But it seemed to me that the needs of the owner were being ignored. Uh, Flexibility was taken away. I could not operate on the HomeAway website as I had with my own business practices. 
there were payment options at first, but then the payment online became less optional, and now, in many ways, the automated features are required. If you don't use the features on these big national websites, you get relegated to what I call the listing dungeon. <laughs> You're delisted, right? You're well, kind of back of the bus. If there are 500 listings, and two or three years ago, before they became transactionally focused and were more focused on advertising, if you were on the first screen of 20 listings, if you don't choose at this point to go along with their online functionality, you become number 495 and bookings fall off. So you're basically cool. paying to be hidden in what I refer to as the dungeon. If you don't go along with communicating in a certain way, uh, using the payment systems, uh, all of the different things that are required now, mostly I think because there's a lot of data processing going on. It's not just revenue, it's all that data and what that data might be worth, uh, which is why I think all of the communications are being directed through the companies. Well, well that's there's one a lot thing of value there. I, I want to talk about is the communication part because mm -hmm. that's one thing that I feel like it's gotten away from. You mentioned... Now, you might get a phone call. You're talking to someone on the mm -hmm. phone. Now, obviously, this was 20 years ago before really cell phones were big. No one had a cell phone, so you can get them all the time. You're getting them on the home landline. And then, you know, people are getting emails, right? More and more emails. So we've gotten away from some of that. But then we're getting text messages now we're seeing as well. That seems to be happening more and more. However, what we are seeing, it seems like, some of the, the bigger companies, and I won't say any other names, mm -hmm. the, the bigger companies kind of discourage some of that communication it seems like beforehand I'm curious to know from a homeowner point of view you as a homeowner mm -hmm. how important is that communication before the booking process actually takes place I know afterwards and hey how can I use your can opener how does that work you know where is this located how do you have extra paper towels in the basement somewhere I could mm -hmm. find I know that part's of course extremely valuable but beforehand before the actual booking takes place how important is communication? It's critical. It is something that I put a lot of effort and a lot of time into getting to know my guests. I will get to know them to a degree that pleases them, but that also pleases me. It's important for the owner, as, as an owner, to know who is staying in your house, particularly if it's your vacation home, a second home, as opposed perhaps to an investment property. But in any event, it's important to know who is going to be staying in your house to be able to get to know them and make sure that you can fulfill their expectations, to know what type of stay they want. Um, are they people who are interested in sports? Are they people who are interested in dining? Uh, what type of uh, family are they? Is it two families if you have a larger house that travel together? Are they multi-generational? Does someone have a need, perhaps a physical need, to be on the first floor, a bedroom and a bathroom nearby? Can there be steps down in the living room? Um, there are all kinds of things that an owner would like to know and should know to make sure that they're making a good choice about each guest that approaches them and also to be able to advise the guest, our house is going to be perfect for you or you know what, our house may not fulfill your needs. And I actually know of some houses in my area, I refer people when I do that. I don't just say, sorry, it's not going to work. Um, I really want to know 
what their expectations are, as I said, what their needs are. If they've stayed in a vacation rental before, do they have any concerns? Do they know the area? Um, I want to hear something. I want to listen, and I want them to tell me something about themselves. Now, you mentioned kind of saying no to someone or turning them mm -hmm. off because it might not necessarily be the right fit. Now, that goes against, correct me if I'm wrong, everything that we're hearing in the industry of this kind oh, of hotelification, yes, right, where it's coming down. Uh, the, the instant booking process is just a 24-hour process. No one in all the years I have been renting has ever instantly booked my house. They've never called and said, okay, I'm going to take it. Because It may be because it's a large house. It may also have something to do with the price point. But I think what it really is is that they go back to their family and say, this is what we talked about. Does anybody else have any questions? And then someone will get back to me. It's usually a few days at least. So this instant booking where you see photos online and you enter your credit card and you press that button and vacation is done is just so foreign to me. I wouldn't do it myself as a traveler and I wouldn't encourage owners to do that. I'm really going against the tide here though mm -hmm. because this is exactly where the industry is going. But one of the things I kind of wonder about is, you know, we talk about the way the industry is going. Do you think it depends on the area as well? So take me, I know you live in Boston where mm -hmm. someone might be coming in to do business mm -hmm. and they're looking for a less expensive than staying at the Ritz-Carlton in the city. So they might rent out someone's place for a night. Whereas if you look at a place like Cape Cod, Martha's mm -hmm. Vineyard, Nantucket, or if you go down the coast, right? And you say, I wanna to go to the Outer Banks. Folks like that, these are truly people that are going there for vacations and usually longer stays. So they're not spending, yeah, for one or two nights to go for the day conference and leave the next day. They're going for usually seven days at a time and they're spending thousands and in some cases, several thousands of dollars, right? So I think it does depend on the area too, doesn't it a little bit? I think it does depend on the area. I think it depends on, as you said, the length of stay. It's the purpose of stay. The people that stay at my house are coming for an experience. It's a beach experience. It's a family experience. They're building memories. They're doing all these wonderful things. They come back year after year because this is what they come to love to do as a family. They bring other family members to introduce them to the location, to the house, to all of the things that they've come to do and that they enjoy doing. It is very different when you're offering that kind of experience to people. Um, I think almost any place can do for two nights. Um, that's fine, that's a very different kind of stay. But what I'm doing and one of my taglines when I speak to people is we offer memorable family vacations. Um, we will, I will advise, I will refer people, I'll arrange rental of bicycles. I You're will, a concierge too I in a sense, right? I tell them that I come with the house, that I am offering a concierge type service. And I encourage people, tell me what you like to do. Tell me what you want this week to be about. Um, and I think that that's why we've had people coming back year after year. But none of this instant booking nonsense, because none of this can take place if you don't talk to the prospective guest. Um, after the fact may be okay in many situations, but for me it's risky. 
it's very risky, not just as an owner, but it's risky for the guest. And at the end of the day, I mean, we always say that the best bookings are the ones that come back year after year. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can provide the experience as opposed to just brick and mortar, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so anyone can have a storefront, but anyone to provide, can provide that a house, can right? provide a house. But can right. you provide the experience? And like you said, create the memories. You're a walking mm -hmm. soundbite, I think, by the way. But those memories in general, that's what helps bring guests back year yes, over year, right? Does. And can have, share those experiences. I mean, we were talking in the hallway, you had said some of the folks that had been coming to your house, mm -hmm. they might be getting a little older and their kids are getting a little bit older. So they are deciding, well, is this a great place from now a college age kid where right. as you know, 15 years ago, they were just running around learning how to ride a bicycle out front, right? True, so true. things change in that now. Things do change. Uh, we have one family that has been renting from us for 18 years. Wow. They, yes, they're lifers. We could put it that way. <laughs> um, and they're now, uh, when they first started coming, it was parents and children, and there are some grandchildren now. And instead of renting one week in the summer, they've shifted to the fall and they now rent two weeks so that all the kids and grandchildren can find a few days to come down and be part of the experience. So it changes and you know we're happy to have people come back. They're one, I hear all about the news, they hear the news of my family. Um, I've met some of my guests. We actually get together when they come through Boston on their way down to the island. We have breakfast or you know we meet for coffee, this or that. Um, but it, it's all about the guest experience. But I may be a throwback. I know there are a lot of people getting involved now that don't necessarily feel that way. Um, what I feel though is that it shortchanges the owner and the guest. I like to think that the way that I treat my guests and the way that I open my home to them encourages them to rent other houses as well. And is sort of creating a community of informed guests people who will travel from place to place and um, continue to rent houses. But here's the thing, you say I might be a throwback. You've mm -hmm. been doing this for 20 years, clearly you've been successful. Someone that's just getting involved that has just the house, they might be have intermittent success, mm -hmm. right? They might not necessarily have that long-term success because they aren't providing the experience and having people come back for 18 years. Right. Well, you know. that's the key. I think that location can obviously make a difference. I happen to have a house in a locale that's wildly popular. It wasn't. I mean, 20 years ago, it was a sleepy little place. Yeah. You know, the only president that had been there, I think, was Ulysses Grant or something, <laughs> going way back. But now everybody knows about Martha's Vineyard, um, which has made it a very crowded place sometimes, too. But that's okay. It's still very nice. Uh, but I think that there are people who are in locales which maybe have a more variable kind of pattern to it. The market just isn't as strong or as resilient. It comes and goes. It may come places. and go. That's where offering your guests an experience, um, providing them with comfort, providing them with yourself as the concierge service can make all the difference. It will keep people coming back. Um, I, I, I strongly believe that that can make a big difference. And not allowing this type of communication works against building that kind of clientele. And if you're hoping to do this for a number of years, you really need to be thinking about how do I build a clientele. It's not through not communicating and doing automatic booking. Mm -hmm. um, it may work out for you, but I think if you really want to be successful, 
and you really want to be able to develop a, a reasonable business moving forward, you have to put all that effort into communicating. Excellent. So let's look into the crystal ball, mm-hmm. right? Let, let's talk about the future and we'll kind of end with this, bringing it back to the industry. Where do you feel like this is going and what would you like to see kind of happen as we go down the line? Well, I'd like to go back to the days when they, <laughs> I shouldn't say looking back, but I think that when there were websites that were smaller, that were much the way that We Need a Vacation is regional in its scope, there were a number of websites that worked for people in different parts of the country where they advertised and where there were not layers of corporate requirements. You must take a credit card. You must charge 25% at this date. Your next payment will be due at that date. We'll do the communicating for you and templates are being sent out. I think that owners who are dissatisfied with the current movement in the industry would like to see more flexibility, would like to see some online booking sites that understand what's important to owners and to guests, um, that it isn't speed, that it isn't being available 24 hours a day and responding within the first five minutes of getting the request for a booking, Um, that there's more art to it than science, that it's not just data points. Um, I'd like to see um, being able to communicate more openly with guests the way that I do through We Need a Vacation or through my Facebook page or my own website. I've branched out in so many ways because of this industrialization of um, vacation rentals. I really feel it's important to find a way to make yourself available to guests without having um, a curtain drawn there between you. Um, I think that's what owners are looking for. And right now, I think people are finding that it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people are going to Facebook, they're going to build their own websites. People are trying to create their own networks of owners. But it's so hard when the industry has this, you know, 500, I don't don't know, gorillas probably weigh several tons, 500 (laughs) pound gorilla, you know, Airbnb and HomeAway are sort of sitting on top and squelching all of that creativity that I think people would bring to the process. Um, It's become very impersonal. And I'd love to see movement back towards the focus on the owner and the focus on the guest and get rid of the interloper. There's this great interloper there trying to control everything every step of the way. Um, and I, I think it's been very demoralizing for owners and for guests, for people who have used vacation rentals in the past, I think it has been disorienting to come onto websites that are constantly changing new rules, new methods, new procedures. Um, every time you look at the website, something's different. And um, I don't know that everybody's ready for that. Uh, there's some things to be said for having things stable yeah. and for allowing people to have the time to find their way. Awesome. Awesome. Roselle, thank you so very much You're for very taking time welcome. out of the day. Really appreciate it. She is Roselle Levy. I am Tyler Pyburn. This is, I believe, episode three of the We Need Vacation.com vacation rental homeowner podcast. We'll see you guys next time.